This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 107 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we share things you can do for your riding when you can't go to the barn, plus games you can play with your dog. Patapedia focuses on horses with head shaking syndrome. In Critter Nutrition, we share terrific smoothie and juice recipes to keep you healthy. And in Coffee Clatch, we share our current playlists and songs to keep our minds and spirits up. Listen in. So I had the great pleasure this weekend of uh, watching the new Pixar film Onward, which is on Disney Plus, the Disney streaming service. And being an ardent Pixar fan, um, I was totally charmed, enchanted, taken away to a new <laughs> world of elves and pixies and dragons. And... Um, I, I highly, highly recommend it for the best kind of escapism. It's escape escapism with warm heart and and good feelings and really profoundly important messages. And in in the elf world, it, they used to be a, a world full of magic, and then they discovered electricity. And they transition to more of our current world where they have cell phones and stoves and refrigerators and electricity and right. cars and and they've lost their magic. And the mm-hmm. only magic in their lives is through playing games like sort of Dungeons and Dragons. And, um, and so it all seems like a fairy tale and not real. And... Um, these two young elf boys, their father has has been has passed away. Um, one boy never knew him, and as a gift uh, on the one the youngest boy's sixteenth birthday, the mother brings them this staff that the father had that was the magic staff, and with a a magic incarnation that will bring him back for 24 hours. Unfortunately, it kind of misfires and, and all that, that manifests is his waist down his legs and his feet. And they, they spend the rest of the movie trying to get him back, uh, fully incarnated. Um, and it, you know, it's Pixar. It's funny. It's, it's you know it sounds it sounds awesome i can't i mean i i can't wait to to watch it now i i'm going to um just say that it may have had an a bigger impact on me because i was right in the middle of a three-day cleanse (laughs) you were vulnerable (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i figured was a good thing to do during uh, internment. There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'm just going to take this opportunity to do a three-day cleanse. And um, then, you know, this onward miraculously showed up, which is a good way to look at a cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> onward, yeah. 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 
That was fun. Um, and I, I love know. Pixar movies because when they're at their mm. best, and they usually are at their best, I, I enjoy... I enjoy the movie, but I also enjoy the character development and the yeah. the subtleties of the script and, the, and all those things that movie geeks like. I love it because they're the one of the few outfits who makes animated films that include all those things that movie okay. geeks would enjoy. So I, I recommend it highly. Uh, we sat and watched the other night and we laughed heartily. And yes, there was a tear shed or two because it is a Pixar movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But it's if you're oh, looking cool. for something to watch um, while you're inside and kind of grounded, I, I highly recommend it. There we go. Or the Wizard of Oz if you're old school. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some great um, ideas and suggestions for the things you can do at home, um, you know, to get ready to ride again and uh, fun games you can play with your dog. So let's go. I noticed on Facebook that uh, recently that a dressage trainer had done a very short clip of an exercise where you stand against a wall and put yourself in in a, a position, you know, with your knees bent, like you're in the saddle. And then you hold it there for a couple of seconds and then you stand up and then you sit, you know. And I thought, well, that's a really cool idea because riding, you know, muscles, it, you really only use them when you ride. That's Except true. Maybe, that's hey, that is parts. an excellent point because, yeah, that's an excellent point. Because everybody keeps saying, you know, what do you do when you're not in the saddle? And, you know, not just now, but like in the past, I've had people say that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's such a hard thing to emulate. Well, you know, one thing that um, came to my mind, you know, those big, well, they're sometimes they're oil drums. Sometimes they're just big plastic blue, uh, I don't want to say canisters, but they're kind of like a drum that maybe water came in or um, they're a storage, but they're round, like a big can. And you can sit on that like you're sitting on a horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the big plastic oh, barrels good. that you can get on, on Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Because, you know, so many people, when they get on, or, or they're, you know, their hips are tight, and they need to actually get on to be able to, like, Stretch you know, it out stretch it out. But one other thing too is I, I've been, it's going to sound weird, but there's these things called Franklin therapy balls and there are two and you can get them off of eBay and they're, I guess they're about, they're not as big of a softball, but bigger than a tennis ball. And I have my riders sit on them in the saddle and it helps like kind of break up fascia, but move your hips around. But that's also something that you could do um, if you have, and, and they're great to use while you're in the saddle, but it, that, that's also another thing to kind of like help loosen you up, you know, in your back and your hips, if you're, uh, generally tight and not getting in the saddle, not going to make that better. That's true. I got one of mm-hmm. those little balance boards that they make. It's just a little inexpensive balance board. And I, I've been using that a lot because I struggle with being crooked anyway. 
So I stand on my balance board sort of in a riding seated at in a saddle position. And then I practice, okay, I'm going to be, I'm making a virtual left turn with my horse. So I can practice saying even and not, you know, leaning in and leaning out. So I found, I oh, found that's that a great idea. idea. Yeah. I really, and you can buy yeah, them online so you can get idea. it delivered and, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah. That is a great idea. How about cool. virtual lessons, Patty? I, yeah, I do that actually before any of this happened. So I was already doing FaceTiming lessons. Um, so uh, that that's also a really great way. You know, the hard thing is, is that I have had some people, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're in a situation, cause you know, um, like the, the situation that I'm in, I, I literally can go to my house and, and go to the barn. So I have been fortunate enough to be able to ride. And there's um, very limited people that are in my barn. There's only like two other people. So um, I, you have to get somebody to hold the camera. Um, but some, some people, because, you know, like if you FaceTime, I don't know if you guys have do this a lot. I do it all the time with my granddaughter. But you, um, you can't zoom in and out like you would on your normal video camera. So um, you have to, you know you have to either have someone kind of walk and stand in the middle or whatever. But if you, if you can't do that, you can put it at the end of your arena. I've had one client that keeps sending me some videos and if you get too far out, you can't really see it, but virtual lessons are such a great idea. There you go. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a great idea. And they're, they're different. Uh, organizations having virtual shows as well as virtual lessons. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people that, competition helps to motivate you and really gives you a reason to do what you do. Uh, Look around and find something that is in your discipline because the joy of the virtual horse show is it doesn't matter what part of the country the organization is in. You can can enter a horse show in Texas if you live in Maine because it doesn't really matter. So poke around. Which is really kind of cool. Yeah, we've been talking about a lot of them on the Horses in the Morning show because they come across our Facebook feeds and stuff. So poke around, see if you Mm -hmm. can't find one of those. I love the idea of um, the barrel and the ball. Be- again, those the big exercise ball is a great way to help uh, do that. And if you're sitting and watching horse movies, all the better. Or you can mm-hmm. live stream uh, some show jumping from because they've all that stuff's available to stream on your computer nowadays. You can plop your exercise ball in front of your computer screen. And mm-hmm. jump the round along with the video. You you could be BZ Madden. There you go. You know, another thing you can do is um, this is particularly helpful with a double bridle. But since it it's an art to use a double bridle, um, so if you want to get better at it, you know, hang it on a hook and let the reins drop, and then pick up the reins and move your fingers and see how it affects the bit. Or each bit. Mm. I really learned a lot about the double bridle by not actually riding it with it. Mm-hmm. In other words, seeing That's its reaction. If I do this, this is what the bit does. That's such a great idea. I that is like such it. a great idea. I like, I like you. There we go. Things to do. How about uh, how about our furry canine friends? Well, um, (laughs) 
I, 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 I'm going to preface this by saying, don't try this at home, um, <laughs> unless you live outside. You know, have a a, a a a space where you're not living with a lot of people. But I've been teaching my dogs to sing. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, feel I like this is going to backfire at some point. As as earlier, whether you could hear it or not, all of my dogs were singing. So and. <laughs> And that would be including the Aussies. So, okay. So how are you doing it? So um, I start howling. So I call it the sing fest. And we, we generally like to do it at kind of like dusk, twilight, setting sun. And we go outside and I just start howling. And then they start howling. And then we're all howling together. <laughs> I just feel like this needs to be recorded. Like, I would love to FaceTime. <laughs> there we go. I think Tigger should set up her, her camera in the corner of her kitchen so we can watch That's this happen. Oh, this is outside. This is outside. Yeah. Eight dogs outside singing. Okay, okay, set your phone up on a stand on the picnic table. <laughs> oh, that's just And adorable. I'm so happy I don't live next door to Tigger right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. That You would not want to be doing this if you live in an apartment no. or a condo. Yeah, but there are some really fun games um, you can play with your dog uh, inside, and <clears throat> one of them I learned is is the cups game, and this is really a scent game. So you take three identi- identical cups, and you turn them upside down on a flat surface on the floor and you put a treat under one and then you, you know, sort of move them around and then you let the dog um, figure out which one has the, the treat. And in the beginning, you know, you're just happy when they knock all the, you know, sometimes they don't get it and they just knock them all over and get the treat. Um, but when you want to increase the challenge, you're going to actually encourage them to nose the one, you know, extend their nose to the one that has the treat, and then they get treated from your hand. So uh, you oh, got the reward. Fun. You got it. And the other one is hide-and-seek. So hide-and-seek means that um, I will put one of the dog gates up in a room and keep the dogs restrained behind it while I go and hide and and I'll call them (laughs) and you know maybe I'll be behind a door maybe I'll be in the shower um, and they just think this is the most fun of all is finding me but you can also do that with their favorite toy but at least with Aussies, you know, you have to tell them, okay, we're going to play hide and seek. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, um, but I can't imagine know, eight dogs looking for one person. Well, I, br- I break, I break it up into groups. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, because oh, getting so found by eight dogs all at one time could be hazardous. Well, well, I'm just yeah. going to tell you, watching my 18-year-old son run from my two Aussies, and when they find him, I it, it just is it's hysterical because they, you know, because he'll he'll like 
throw a ball and then run and, um, and then go on the other side of the house or whatever. And they're just like running around. So they're, they're, they're singing, looking for him. It's pretty funny. So I can only imagine. You should try the cups game with your Aussies. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Totally need to try that with the pony. (laughs) And we have to video it because it's going to be funny. That's so funny. Yep. Scooter is going to play the Cubs game. It would be really interesting to see the difference between a horse and a dog with the same game. It would be interesting to see the difference with different horses because I'm going to, now I'm going to, now you said that, I'm going to try it with Nigel too because I think what we see is going to be very different between Scooter the Pony and Nigel the horse. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So if you've got some fun games you've been playing with your dog, um, you know, let us know at HealthyCrittersRadio.com. Da-da-da! Hattie! I'm the very face of unrepentance, people. So what did you do? <laughs> I didn't do any. See, right away, you're starting with an accusing tone, an accusing query. Let's yeah, that's begin because with I've the lived first... with you in the winter. <laughs> okay, and that's yeah. all judgy and rude. <laughs> Just because judgy I taught your rude. dog to open the dog food container and bring me snacks doesn't mean that I did something wrong. I am smart and made use of a tool. <laughs> While my human was doing night check and was not available for consultation. The other human had made an error and left the room open with the cat food in it. Now, the cat food is technically stored in a sealed container, but my brother Loki, despite being a low rider, is taller than me, and he is very strong, and so he knocked it over, and then the two of us used our paws to open it up, we rested the lid from the congestion we did. Oh, my and God. then we had ourselves a food of palooza. I mean, I know it's only the seventh, and I can always hope things will improve, but so far it's been pretty slow and tedious, so I'm pretty happy about last night. Now, Tigger is going to be all negative and point out I got sick to my stomach, which I did. But it was so uh-huh. worth it, and I am entirely unrepentant. Was it get sick by vomiting or by diarrhea? It was completely diarrhea everywhere. Oh, that's great. That was after hours of panting and needing an enormous amount of water and farting. Oh. Don't you know there's a toilet paper shortage? Come on. Did I mention that my human servant has had a migraine for over a week and that she really, really would like to sleep through the night just once? And then, just as I was settling down, say around 2.30, my brother Loki started to get really sick, too. Now they've put the cat food container up on its desk. But there's a chair next to the desk, and I could jump on the chair and then jump on the desk. I've got a plan here. 
if they ever leave that door open again, I am on it in a minute. Do you not <laughs> mind that you got sick? Nope, not even a little bit. If Hedwig were a human, Hedwig would not be washing her hands. She would not be distancing no. herself. She would not no. be wearing a mask. Oh, no, I would. <laughs> because I would she just doesn't care. Myself. <laughs> I just don't like any of you that much. So there would be no need to be near anyone but my sister. <laughs> Reason number yeah. 940, not to have a small dog. <laughs> oh, Tigger, just because your dogs are biddable, ridiculous. <laughs> Besides... What's the challenge in having a dog who just does what you want? It's, oh, uh, it's huge. <laughs> so the, the list of games to play with your dog at home is very different with Hedwig's servant. So we will leave it at that. And thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your precious time this evening, Hedwig. And do take care and please post pictures of you in your mask. We want to see them. Yes, for sure. Okay. Check out my Facebook page for today's unrepented look. (laughs) Okay. There we go. So we have decided that we are going to do Patapedia or uh, Piapedia (laughs) or just Patapedia um, this time. And actually, it's not so much about, um, it's not so much about information that I know a lot about. It's more of a, um, a syndrome that I um, had ended up dealing with. Um, I had what is the syndrome? That, well, it's called head shaking syndrome or head shaking syndrome, um, and it is. Um, it, I'll tell you, it's been a. It's it just been an, a very interesting experience. We have this really very sweet um, gelding that was. Uh, imported back in uh, 2000, December 2018. And um, I arrived here in uh, Weatherford, Texas in June of 2019. And this is a very, very well-trained, actually was a very famous um, uh, horse. And he had um, gotten here and was doing his job, everything he was supposed to do. And then just literally one day, just the quickest onset started sneezing, just sneezing and sneezing and rubbing his nose and sneezing. And we were like, Oh boy, this is, this has got to be allergies. You know, Texas is, you know, it's spring in Texas. And, and this actually was in July. And, um, so of of course, immediately we thought, well, this has got to be allergies. So we, um, pulled, uh, we, our vet had just pulling blood which we did. And it showed all of these markers for different things that, um, he, when you pull blood for allergy, uh, testing, it, it's not necessarily that they're allergic to these things. It's what they have been exposed to at the time that they do the blood. And so, um, long story short, we ended up going the route of the allergies. We did serum, nothing seemed to get better. And we got to the point where it had gotten so bad. And if anybody's ever dealt with this, I don't, Tigger, have you ever, dealt with a horse with kidney syndrome or head flicking? Yes. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I mean, depending on how this happens. And like I said, I am by no means an expert in this. It's just, this is our circumstances just been such a, a quick onset and pretty, uh, you know, pretty, pretty severe, but um, 
you know, you try to so desperately try to help the horse and, you know, all the different things that he was doing, but sneeze. And I, you know, I told, you know, a lot of times when you think it's allergy related, um, makes sense because you're thinking a quick onset. So we did, um, also got the little, the netting for their nose. Um, I forgot what they're called. This little thing nose that you can gaze. put on the front of the bottom. Yeah. Nose n- yeah. Nose gaze. And, um, and that just seemed to make him worse. And, um, so I'd started to suspect that possibly that maybe this was a little bit of head shaking as well. Um, because he just wasn't getting any better with the allergy shots. So long and short of it is, is that, you know, through a very long process, we have, you know, we did end up diagnosing that it is definitely as they call it a head flicking or head shaking, they call it here. And it's, there's, there's not that much known. I mean, the wonderful thing about our circumstance with our horse was that he actually was the most relaxed and happiest when I was riding him, but tacking him up was quite a chore, um, because he would be sneezing and moving his head. And, you know, I, I literally had to put a helmet on to do this. And the only reason I continued to do it is because when I would ride him, he was quiet and he was just most relaxed. And then we would take everything off and he would just go back to rubbing his nose. And for him, um, there's, there's different, again, this is also, they, vets just don't know a lot about this and there's not a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people that have some success with it. Um, but they are, they say that there's photosensitivity to this. He did not have that. So we were fortunate that way. So him being out was good helped him a lot. But anyway, we ended up going to, we brought him, um, we did a head x-ray. We, um, we were told that you could inject the tri trimogenial nerve, like all of these different things. And at this point, people are still guessing. These are, these are, you know, vets that are guessing it could be this or it could be that. So long story, um, kind of wrapped around to lots of investigation. We x-rayed his head. We then brought him to A&M and we did a skin testing, um, so certain things that are like good things to know is that if you have a horse that's, uh, uh, this is according to A&M, if you have a horse that's actually having allergic reaction to something, they're no, they're most likely not just going to itch and sneeze at their nose. There'll be another area, another area that they're itching. I didn't know that he was very specifically not that. And when they did the testing, they do a little subdermal, um, serum and it's like 50 spots and these generally if a horse is having allergy issue will like kind of light up pretty quickly he did not so lo and behold um i heard of a friend um in the area that had literally the same sort of issue and she directed me to a website called calm and healthy horses and again i want to preface that i am in no way an expert i am not saying that this is the right website to go, but it does tend to lean towards a little bit more explanation of some of why the horses do this. And again, it's still so beyond my understanding, but, um, she had literally was able to, her horse had become violent and couldn't be, couldn't be ridden. And when she followed some of the protocol with this, it really helped her. Um, and what my hope is, is to kind of, if there are people out there that have this, this issue with their horses, it can be really scary. And, you know, the number one thing that this website talks about is, you know, um, your horses go from sometimes being very dull and lethargic to far too impulsive. Um, you know, they, they, you know, you feel like all of a sudden your horse is being deliberately naughty. Well, they're not, they're not being deliberately naughty. They're having, they're having a lot of, you know, discomfort and, 
um, if it's not what your horse was before and they go from this particular horse was very, very quiet to excessively spooking and then the next day, again, being dull, this may be a website for you to look at. But apparently um, head flicking, as they call it um, in New Zealand and the UK, which is apparently very prevalent there, um, they they have a whole bunch of different suggestions. And again, these are what we did for our horse that seemed to help. Um, it's still We're still far from the end of it, but... Um, they suggest that you, um, try to get your horses on a, um, uh, a low potassium, um, kind of lower carb type of food, um, wet their hay. Um, they, they talk about increasing their electrolytes. I do salt. So that seems to have helped. Um, but all of these different things, um, lead to this one big thing, which is, it is a lot of new grass, like so spring grass. So this time of year and head shaking or head flicking can be very seasonal. And, um, and that's apparently what, which is sort of the case with our horse. Um, but they talk about dry lotting and which was a whole different aspect to me. And I don't know, Tigger, with the ones that you've dealt with, have you ever heard of this? Just yes. Putting them to dry lot? Not- yes. Okay. And did you have success that way? Um, two yes, one no. Okay. Yeah, so it's very interesting because it talks about you know the the you know the sugars obviously in the grass and the potassium and all these different things, and they do what I like about this website is they do talk about um, being able to reintroduce them back to grasses, and again they have a um, they have a little uh, quiz that you can do, and it's called Is Your Recipe, and they just talk about different things like. Um, you know, it does cut it, there, it, Patty. Does it get, cut there. You're cutting yep. out. You're cutting out. Uh, can you go back to quiz? They have a quiz that you can take. Okay. You, you disappeared there. Okay. okay. Three. Okay. Uh-huh. Three, two, one. And it's called the grass effective. So it's like a checklist that you can go through, and um, which really helped me because my biggest thing with our guy was. He was never really overly forward, but he would go from being sort of dull and then totally overreactive. And um, so this was a good thing. So um, from from that grass-affected checklist, we were able to start to introduce um, some of these different things, i.e. wet, wet hay. So what we did was we took him off all grain, and he's just on hay, which has really helped. He's on magnesium. Um, and again, you need to go to these websites and of course, talk with your own vet because it's not just magnesium. You don't just start plowing magnesium to your horse. It's a certain type of magnesium that you do. Um, but the biggest thing for me was being able to take him off of the, of the grass and it's, and he's definitely getting better, but, um, there are a lot of people out there that are having this problem and, and mistakenly and, and understandably so feel like this is a behavioral problem. And when really in reality, a lot of times these horses are having, you know, sort of like a migraine type feeling. Like if you're out, like the ones that are reactive to the sun, truly, it's just like, if I don't know if anybody's ever had a migraine, but apparently it's not a good thing to be in the bright light. And so they can go through that. And they're just, the the great news is, is that I feel like this is a great tool that can lead to other things as, as long as you go with your, with your vet and you talk about diet and you um, really can get some support with this. Cause it really made a major difference for our guy who was, was totally miserable. 
And um, I don't know, you know, if anybody out there ever deals with this, but I'll tell you, it is a hard thing to sit there and watch your horse knowing that he was one way one day and within 24 hours changed. Um, so um, it's just, it's kind of a long path, but um, there's a lot of great information out there and, um, and some good things that you can do checklist wise, but some really simple things that you can really make a major difference and hopefully get to the other side of it. Interesting stuff. So, 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 so apparently what can look like an allergy to just plain old you and I can be something much more complicated. So great information. Make make sure you send, put, send me an email with a link to that website so I can put it in the show notes. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating actually. Tigger, did you, did you end up dealing with the, the, the head shaking thing with diet? Yeah. And so you said two, it helped, and one, it didn't? Well, one, it, the dry lot didn't help. Yeah. But oh, when okay. we got okay. him a um, one of those racehorse kind of masks, with uh-huh. it, it had, like, covers for his eyes that were it was plastic, but it, it blinkers. knocked the yeah, light no, out. Yeah, blinkers, yes. Yeah, blinker, blinker, yeah blinkers, okay. But they, yeah. it was all glass or plastic. Yeah, it they make them plastic. It's almost like we're, they're wearing sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, and that helped that horse oh. a lot. Huh. So, so was that was one really obviously, light sensitive. Okay, light sensitive, yeah, okay. And so he, he, he benefited from that. Like, she rode him in it, and then he was only turned oh, wow. out at night. Interesting. And locked yeah. in his stall during the day. Yeah. And it's so interesting because this what the cool thing about this website, it talks about, you know, where people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to lock my horse up. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Your horse is going to try to react by, you know, what he thinks is the right thing to do by nature. But you got to help him out here, you know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, OK, cool. And now we're at Critter Nutrition, and since humans are critters, uh, I thought I'd share some um, (laughs) smoothie recipes from my very good friend, Anastasia, in the UK. And she has a website called kindearth.net. She's a very good um, foodie. And one of her uh, smoothies is called the Immune Boosting Smoothie with Turmeric and Ginger. So uh, you might want to uh, get a pen out, uh, write the recipe down, or just go to her website and look it up after you listen to the podcast. But what I really like about this is her recipes are so easy. So you don't have to be a chef uh, to do them. So... Uh, The ingredients for the immune smoothie are one ripe banana, two teaspoons of powdered turmeric, one inch of cubed fresh ginger. If you don't have fresh ginger, ginger powder, uh, two tablespoons of hulled hemp seeds, two tablespoons of cashew nuts, 200 milliliters of filtered water. 100 grams of frozen mango and 100 grams of frozen pineapple. Now, of course, Uh, You can substitute fresh pineapple and fresh mango. And all you're going to do is get your blender out 
and you're going to blend the banana, the ginger, the turmeric, the water, the hemp seeds, and the cashews for 30 seconds. Then you add the, the ginger and the frozen fruit, and you blend it until smooth. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I like that kind that, of recipe. That's pretty it. That, yeah. And, you know, I, I, turmeric and ginger are such super antioxidants and so good for you. And um, it's sometimes hard to, if you've ever, you know, tasted fresh ginger or if you've ever tasted turmeric powder just by itself, it's, uh, well, let's just say it's a wake-up call. Hello. <laughs> it's yes. going to be zippy. I think the word na- nasty. Yeah. yeah. Not nasty. Yeah. Um, but in, in a in a smoothie like this, uh, you, you really reduce the nastiness. So that's one of my favorite um, smoothies of hers. And the other one, which is another really, really easy one, is with Moringa. Now, Moringa is very well known in Africa. Um, it's fed to horses, it's fed to dogs, um, it's sort of a, a leafy, it's a tree actually. Um, it's got 46 antioxidants, it's, it, it's an energy booster, um, it's been shown to slow down the aging process, it helps combat stress, it supports bone support, it, um, is good for your skin and adding moringa is like adding another adaptogen. It's like adding maca or ginseng. Um, so this is a, a moringa leaf powder smoothie and you can find moringa leaf powder on Amazon at health food stores. It's, it's widely available. So, um, The ingredients are one tablespoon of moringa leaf powder, two milliliters of water filtered, two two ripe bananas, two tablespoons of hemp seeds, one centimeter of cubed fresh ginger, and one large handful of baby spinach leaves, again, to give you more chlorophyll and and the super greens, Uh, 100 grams of frozen pineapple, which is about a half a cup, and 100 grams of frozen mango, which is about two-thirds of a cup. So guess what you're going to do, Patty? What? You're going to blend the moringa leaf powder, the banana, the (laughs) hemp seeds, the ginger, in the water until smooth. And then you're going to add the baby spinach. And then you're going to add the frozen mango and pineapple. And that's it. That sounds delicious. Do you blend it after you add those last ingredients? First you blend the moringa, the banana, then you blend the baby spinach. And lastly, you add the frozen mango and pineapple and to the blender and blend until creamy. Gotcha. So they have different blending rates. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Now when, when I use uh, Anastasia's recipes, I've made the mistake of, I look at the ingredients, I just throw them all in and turn on the blood. Yeah. That's what I would be doing, I gonna, yeah. I was gonna, that, but well, that's I, exactly what I was thinking. I have discovered that she is correct. <laughs> okay. It does. So what happens? It clumps. Oh. Oh. Okay. So adding them in small groups reduces the clumping. Because you don't want okay. a clumpy smoothie, because then it's not a smoothie, it's a clumpy. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. It's a chunky, it's a chunky smooth. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Chunky peanut yeah. butter, good. Okay. Chunky smoothie, no. I, I'm no, going to yeah. uh, share my, um, my feel good juice recipe. Uh, I, I call it zippity doodah. You do <laughs> need a, a, a juicer. So if you don't have a juicer, um, ask the Easter Bunny to bring you one. <laughs> um, you know, juicers are a great investment if you if you if you like really fresh juices. Um, I don't know what to tell you if you don't have a juicer, but if you do have a juicer, this juice is for you. And it it starts with a base of beets, and you know, right now you can get beets um, in most uh, grocery stores, uh, particularly Whole Foods, places like that. Um, in a few months, beets will be in season here on the East Coast. I grow beets. Um, there, You can get them in farmer's markets probably June or July. Anyway, you take two or three beets and you juice it. So you get this nice, you know, beautiful red-based juice. And then I add a whole apple, um, sometimes some celery juice and uh, a little ginger and carrots. And again, with a juicer, you just, you know, you're removing the pulp and you're just getting the juice. And it's the kind of juice that I call vibrant. So when you sip it, and drink it, it's like your whole body just goes, yay! <laughs> yeah. It's it's delicious. It's so good for you. You know, beets are good for the heart, good for the blood. Um, the apples have quercetin, which are antioxidants. You know, carrots have beta carotene. And... Um, it's easy to make. I mean, it's just basically three or four ingredients. You could add ginger if you want the extra antioxidant kick. Um, so for those of you with juicers or considering getting one, um, this is an easy drink to start with, and it's delicious. Um, I, I want to say at the end of this section, um, I, I wrote an article in the Biostar newsletter this week called silver linings and one of the things that I discovered in looking up uh, optimism and laughter is there was a study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology which analyzed da data from 2004 to 2012 from 70,000 women enrolled in the nurses health study According to the study, the most optimistic women had a 16% lower risk of dying from cancer, a 38% <laughs> lower risk of dying from heart disease, a 39% lower risk of dying from stroke, a 38% lower risk of dying from respiratory disease, and a 52% lower risk of dying from infection. Wow. That's wow. So reading that made me start thinking about um, the horse community. And I, I want to read you um, 
my my sort of thoughts about optimism and the horse community and what we're facing with COVID-19. The horse and dog communities are one of the brightest silver linings in our lives. Our love of sport, training, and caretaking with our beloved horses and dogs transcend this virus. COVID-19 cannot take away our connection and devotion to our animals. That each of us are joined to one another because of hooves and paws is a source of immense blessings. We are a community that packs carrot pieces, apple slices, sugar cubes, and dog treats in our pockets. We speak the language of impulsion, strides, meters, and top line. We utter words such as down, stay, come, leave it as easily as we say hi and hello. We are the tribe of whinnies and barks, falling off and getting on again, icing legs and cleaning up, even studying closely animal messes most people consider gross. We are tough, intuitive, and know the power of positivity. We know how to handle turbulence and understand that we must keep going. We are a community of hopes and dreams, luck and lessons taught to us by animals. We are a community of silver linings. Everybody out there in the listenership, if you can figure out how to make a silver lining smoothie, we want to hear about it. And we want to hear about it by you writing it on the outside of an envelope from a credit card <laughs> offer you got in the mail and address it to Biostar US Attention Tigger. And the address is 1 Cleveland Street, Suite 800, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. But we will not be opening it for at least two or three days. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> has to sit in the sunshine and uh, and sterilize. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's right. All mail must sit in the sunshine. So now it is time for Cloffy Clatch. Dun, dun, dun. I know. Dun. So now we're at Coffee Clatch, and um, I thought it would be fun to share our favorite songs or playlists Um that we're listening to in the days of uh, the coronavirus. Um, I think music is a very powerful therapy, and I rely on it a lot. (laughs) Mm. Um, And what I really love about it is, uh, as much as I like to watch, you know, video and I like uh, visual stimulation, the great thing about music, it, it takes you into your imagination, And I think stimulating imagination is important for creativity and focus and, you know, even to some degree, uh, a level of meditation and and ease and peace. Um, So do you all have your playlists? Yeah, yeah, I do have a I do have a list and it's extensive. Um, Whenever things are particularly stressful. Uh, I I have a tendency to go to great American musicals. Ah, I have, I have some faves um, right at the top of the can, list. Can I guess? Go go for it. See if you can guess. Something from South Pacific. South Pacific is in the top ten. Oh, oh, well done, uh, Tigger. Thanks. Something from. Uh, Manuel La Mancha. Not on the list. 
Something from West Side Story. Not on the list. <gasps> Oklahoma. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Number three is Oklahoma. Sound of music. Number one. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, well, and it, as it should be, right, Tigger? As it, right, should, as it be. should be. <laughs> um, something from Camelot? <gasps> no, but maybe it should be. Something from Annie Get Your Gun? Something from Rent? Nope. Old. I'm an old soul. Okay, so um, uh, Funny Girl? Nope. Older. Oh, wow. Gene Kelly? Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Singing in the Rain. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wow. I'm an old soul. <laughs> and there's only one. What else? I love that. There's one left that's in my... Uh, Top four, and that's The Wizard of Oz. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I've watched the movies. On, I've unfortunately never been able to see any of them on Broadway, but I've watched the movies a bazillion times. And all of them, for me, the the storylines are so very hopeful. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why I turn to those, because I have the whole soundtracks. I get the, I get the movie soundtracks. Um, and that's, I think, the reason I go to them whenever life is very stressful because they they bring back that hopeful thing. Yeah. How about you, Wiggy Tiggy? Well, yeah. I tend to go more for the rock. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't I did not peg you for a headbanger, Tigger. Yeah, well, I, I have a, a blend. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, it starts with Limitless by Bon Jovi. Of course. Ah. Because it got, it's got a really good beat that you can dance to with your headphones on in your office. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got an important message about being without limits, especially in a time when we are, you know, filled with yeah. limits. Yeah. Life without limits right yeah. Now, man. Uh, Shelter from the Storm by Bob Dylan. Oh, that's ironic. Ah. Um, uh, this one, Patty, you're going to definitely, uh, 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 relate to. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll by ACDC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. I love that. I love that. Heard it through the grapevine by Credence Clearwater, their love version. That. Love that. Mm-hmm. Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, Running with the Night by Lionel Richie. You're all over the place. Uh, yeah, I am. I like diversity. And then for my more somber, quiet, um, thoughtful moments, uh, The Prayer by Josh Groban and Charlotte Church. Mine is not is like I'm I'm all over the place. Like I am all over the place when I listen to music, and um, I I don't I, I don't get the opportunity to listen to music as much as um, I'd like to. Like when I ride, but um, we uh, but when I come home, uh, Ray and I listen to stuff. But like I am all over the place. Um, I, I one of my. <laughs> It sounds silly, but I, I, I really, I, I love old, some of the older rock 
the stuff that you've mentioned, Tigger, is good, but I love pink. Um, I just love pink. Well, she's um, not old. Anyway, pink is not no, old. No, I know, but I know. No, but I said I love old. I love rock, but I'm saying that I, I'm I'm all over the place. I mean, talk about a blend. I love the Sound of Music stuff because uh, obviously Tigger, Tigger did a incredible um, freestyle for me years ago, and she said you have to watch the movie to understand. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate musicals. Well, I love that. Um, <laughs> now, mind you, I, I, she was a full adult and had never seen the Sound of Music. I just want you all listeners to realize. From? I just, I don't, I don't like musicals. I just, they're, they're not, they're kind of like, you know, I just, I, I know it's horrible, but I just don't, they're just, I, it just isn't kind of my thing. Like when you're saying West Side Story, I've started, yeah, but I've never watched it. Um, so I'm not going to admit to that, but I mean, I'm sort of like, so I'm sort of like, I, again, I'm a little bit all over the place. I like, um, like Prince, um, mm. uh, uh, Jet, um, you know, um, the chain smokers, imagine dragon. So like a lot, like I listen to a lot of, a lot more current stuff, but then Ray and I like Leonard Skinner or, um, Led Zeppelin or, um, so I'm, you know, again, I don't have, but I don't have like, I just kind of go through what I have and my playlist of stuff. And then, um, you know, if it's not what I want to listen to, I skip to the next one. So I'm kind of all over. May I I make a suggestion? If what? you love Led Zeppelin, look up uh, Stairway to Heaven by Heart yeah. that she oh, did really? at the yeah, Kennedy Awards Center. Oh, I did them. see that. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, my yeah. God. And it's that available on iTunes. So you can yeah, actually, uh, you can't watch it, but you can listen to it. And her yeah. version of Stairway to Heaven is yeah, it was amazing. incredible. I did see that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So don't forget music while you're um, staying in your house or your condo, or your apartment, or um, feeling like you need a boost. Music is one of the best things you could do um, for your well-being and laughter and feeling good. Because really, in my opinion, the bottom line of getting through this and getting to the other side of it is getting through it with optimism and and courage and not allowing ourselves to get sucked into the this is how many have died i mean we it's important to be aware of it it's important not to deny it and yet it's also important to be a survivor and it's important for our animals that we do everything possible to keep our vibration, our spiritual vibration, our physical vibrations high and not, um, you know, not depressed and anxious. And, and I just want to say that a friend of mine called me this weekend and she's all freaked out about not having a mask. So I'm listening to her freaking out about not having a mask and she couldn't find, you know, like a kerchief to wear over her face. And she was just totally having her own little mini meltdown. And I just wasn't going to get sucked into it. I, I just, you know, I listened and I was, you know, very neutral. And finally she said, well, you're not upset about it? I said, uh, no. And then she just hung up. 
So what happens is sometimes when we get really anxious and afraid, we kind of want to gravitate to the tribe of other anxious and afraid people. And that's just humanness. Yeah. I would, I would encourage everybody when you feel the fear and anxiety, feel it and let it go. Don't let it try not to let it dominate you. And as a perfect example, I don't have a mask either. And I had to go to Whole Foods this morning uh, early because they let in people over 60 um, early. And I didn't have a mask, but I have this great turquoise, bright blue Western um, kerchief, that, you know, a neck kerchief. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. I'll just pull it up, tie it behind my head. I, you know, I look like a bandito, right? So I tie it up in the car. I put my gloves on, get out of the car, walk to the op- uh, uh, the entrance of Whole Foods. And there's a Whole Foods guy standing there, and he's cleaning the carts. And he looks at me, and he goes, would you like a large cart or a small cart? I said, I'd like a small cart. So he pushes a small cart over to me, and he's cleaning it all up. And he looks at me, and he goes, you know, you look like a character out of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Awesome. And I said, you know what? Yeah. What I was going for, and we had a big laugh. So yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm not going to say have fun with the virus, but look beyond what you don't have, and either create something that will do, or to get yourself out of the I'm afraid, I don't have this, I can't ride. Da da da. Think of all the things that you do have, like your health and friends that you can call and friends on Facebook and toilet paper, hopefully, um, <laughs> and, and, your, and your animals. And it's spring. And it's it's in so many uh, parts of the U.S., spring is just an extravaganza of color and smells and butterflies and bumblebees and... Um, There's so much to be grateful for. Don't forget to be grateful.